Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 4 this morning, message entitled, Outcast. And so you can just imagine the scene. Everybody coming to Peter's house. They've heard. It's spread out throughout the region. Jesus is at Peter's house. Everybody's gathering their stuff up. They're heading there. They're lighting their torches. And you can just imagine this mob of people who are coming from all over the whole region, making their way to Peter's house. And what you have is demon-possessed people screeching, ah! and you have people coughing, sick people moaning, ah! and everybody's coming, halt, withered, lame, making their way to Peter's house. And it's got to be something like out of the night of the living dead. And Peter's probably looking out the window like, oh no, they're coming for us. And Jesus is like, it's okay. And he heals every single one of them, casting out the demons. Everybody who comes, every single one of them, without question, is healed, is restored. Man, that's amazing. And that begs the question to us, and I think that we all have this question. Why doesn't Jesus heal everyone today? If he healed every single one of them, why doesn't he heal everyone today? He didn't heal every single one of them. He did on that day. But remember, he left Nazareth and he didn't do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. I don't know how many times he walked through the gate beautiful. And and I guess the guy who was sitting there for how many years? 38 years or whatever he was sitting there. He was at a doctor's appointment that day when Jesus walked by. I don't know. He was gone. For whatever reason, Jesus didn't heal that guy. And why? Because there was an appointment with Peter and John when they would go to pray. And they'd meet him and they'd say, silver and gold we have not, but such we have we give thee in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And it would be a testimony for that time, for that moment. Jesus didn't heal everybody. There were people, there were still lepers, there were still crippled, there were still blind people in Israel even after Jesus was gone and and died upon the cross and rose from the grave and ascended to the Father. There were still sick people. Because this isn't really why He came, is it? It wasn't why He was there. He was there to teach them about the good news and to tell them that there is something that they need to live for rather than themselves. And he did heal some people. But how tragic, honestly. You know, think about that. You, you go through cancer, you're about to die. You know, you're just on the edge and you're just so sick, you've been sick for months. And then Jesus heals you. For what? So you can go through it again later. It's true. These bodies disappoint us, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. They disappoint us now. They're decaying now. This physical body, it it isn't what we're living for to try to keep ourselves healthy, to try to keep ourselves, you know, without any disease. And and why wasn't Jesus healing me? Wait a minute. We don't live for these bodies. We live for what's to come, don't we? An eternal body in the heavens made for us with our hands. It is God who has prepared this for us. And that's what our future is. This life is not about tent repair. 
Yeah, He may repair your tent, but it's still going to die. It's still going to be taken down. It's still going to be raptured. And oh, praise the Lord, that would be amazing. And be transformed into a glorious body instantaneously in the sky. That's what I'm hoping for. But in the meantime, we're suffering. We're groaning. We're aching. And the older we get, the, the, the more that is. And so the question shouldn't be, why didn't Jesus heal her? Why didn't Jesus heal that guy? He was such a nice guy. Man, I love that guy. Why did he die of COVID? Why did she die of cancer? I guess the question we should ask is, why did God love them more than me? That He would take them home. Because this life is not heaven. And that's and when, when we die, that's when life really begins, right? And so we have something far better to look forward to. And I think that as we live, the longer we live and the more people we lose and, and the more that life wears on us and the harder it is to live in these bodies that we're given, the more we realize I have more in heaven than I have left here on earth. And we have something much, much bigger to live for. Much bigger to live for. Verse 42, it says, Now when it was day, he departed and went to a desert place, and, he, and the crowd saw him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving. Why were they trying to keep him from leaving? Because more sick people had shown up. Jesus, they're waiting for you. His disciples would come to him in the other Gospels. It tells they're waiting for you. Come and heal these people. And he said, no. Why did he go off into a desert place in the first place? Why did he do that? Because he needed to recharge. He needed to get with the Father. He needed that time. He, he can't just continue to heal people without going because he's still flesh. He needed to go into a desert place to get alone and to be with God, with the Father. And it's no different for us. It's no different. This is so vital to the Christian life. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know how to even describe it to you. But I can tell you that I neglected this for years in my life. Where I just didn't pray as much as I should have prayed. And over the years, I've developed a, a quite a, a prayer life. You know, I just pray all day long. I'm always talking to the Lord about things. But in this last year, in fact, exactly a year ago, this month, something happened in my life that made me change all of that. And in fact, right now, honestly, I can't even imagine. In fact, it... it terrifies me to think of starting my day without spending some time on my knees before I get out of before I get out of my room. I have to get down on my knees and I have to go before the Lord. And you know it's real simple what I do. I go through the Lord's prayer. Our Father in heaven, let your name be holy in my life, in my family's life, in 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 the ministry and I I just go through the list of all the things and I make it very personal. I just go through the Lord's Prayer, and I honestly don't feel like I can even function anymore without doing that first. I think that this is how Jesus felt. And I don't think I think that was probably always true, but I haven't realized it until this last year. But I have to have that. And honestly, I feel anxiety if I don't, if I were not to have it. The thought of not having that time in prayer in the morning freaks me out, to be honest with you. Because I've learned I needed to be dependent on Him. Absolutely dependent on Him every day, every moment. If I don't have that time before the Lord, then I don't hear His voice. And I don't know what to do. And I'm freaked out. And I hear this and I hear that and I watch the news and I'm like, ah! And yet if I, if I take that time, then I hear His voice and it settles me and I'm His child and I know what He wants me to do. It doesn't mean I know what He... I know what He wants you to do. 
but I know what He wants me to do. Because His sheep hear His voice and they follow Him. And that's where we want to be. We want to be in that place where we're hearing His voice and we're following Him. And, and He said to them, I must preach, verse 40, 43, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also because for this purpose I, was, I, I have been sent. And He was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Jesus is saying, I, I need to go. Yeah, there's a lot of people that need to be healed, but I need to go. I need to go to other places. Here's the thing that we have to understand, guys. Jesus has not come to join us. He's not come to join our church or our ministry or our, our ideas. He doesn't come to join us. He comes alongside of us in those things oftentimes. But what He is calling us to is to join Him. He can't join us. He can't be a part of what you're doing. And a lot of people don't want Him to. Let us alone, Jesus. Don't bother me. Don't mess my thing up. I got what I want going on here. You leave me alone. But He comes along and, and he, he interjects Himself into our life, into what we're doing, and He says, hey, follow me. And it's at that moment, it's that moment we have to say, okay, am I doing what God wants me to do or am I just doing what I want to do for myself? My religion, my way, my things that I want. Or do I have a personal relationship with God where I'm listening to His voice and He is actually leading me in my life and, and that life is filled with the miraculous, filled with the joy, filled with the Spirit of God that is moving me and shaping me and directing me and moving me where He wants me to go. Because that's the life I want to live, guys. And I've lived on both sides of that. Or I'm just hoping God will bless what I'm doing. Or I realize, you know what? No, I can't do anything until I hear His voice. You know, are you telling me to go, God? Are you telling me to stay? <laughs> you know what I discovered? Remember I, I said last week, He comforts the afflicted, but He afflicts the comfortable. I've noticed when I pray, Lord, do I get to go? Because I want to go? No, you need to stay. Lord, can I stay? No, you're going to go. <laughs> it's usually the opposite of what we want. I don't know. Maybe that's just because we notice it when that happens. But I want to be the person who, who believes that what God has planned for my life is better than what I have planned for myself. And then I can trust Him and I can follow Him and I can feel good about the things and the choices that I make because I know they came burst in prayer and my personal relationship with Jesus that I have and I, I cherish. That's what each of us needs. Amen? Let's pray. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.